to Wait You've Never Watched, where queer people show each other queer shit. Um, this season we are watching Buffy and we are on episode 9, The Puppet Show. It's been a hot second since we actually watched the episode because reasons. So, it's, the summary is going to be a little more muddled than usual. Not it was that. it was a wild night. Cat and her husband broke a bed. Just that's just <laughs> what it is. Just get with that. My husband's a woman. Don't I didn't betray the lifestyle, guys. That's Don't true. worry. <laughs> it's my my straight wife. Yeah. Um, Cat flexed her handyman lesbian tendencies. We all did. It was a group effort. <laughs> there was four of us. It's fine. <laughs> Four of us didn't break the bed, though that would have been exciting. Yeah, it was just me and Courtney. <laughs> just you and Courtney. Yeah. Um, I have to let Courtney know. Friend she... of the pod, Courtney. Hi, Courtney. <laughs> sure. She needs to listen before she gets to be a friend of the pod. <laughs> is, that, is that the point where we're at now? We're just going to tell yeah. her they have to listen before well, they can be mentioned? <laughs> oh, I think she did listen. She listened to all episode, but she has to get to where she's name dropped for breaking, helping me break the We've bed. mentioned Steve enough. Is Steve listening? Um, Steven. Steven. Um, I, I don't Steven. think he is yet. I'm not sure, actually, because Steven doesn't communicate. Oh. We're friends with his girlfriend now, so he doesn't have to communicate with us. Alyssa just is friends with us for him. Relatable. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> so, I've had those. So. They're not that, responding. Fine, text their SO. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not even they're not. Like, Alyssa is just friends with us for Steven. Wow. So, anyway, so let's get um, into the episode, because I don't think we have any business to take care of beforehand. I don't think so. I don't remember Listen. what we talked about last episode. What was last episode? It was episode eight. What happened? What happened last episode? All of them are love-doomed. Oh, yeah, it was oh, the robot right. episode, the demon robot. Um, so Did that, that advance the plot at all? I don't think so. What the hell? Oh, yeah, kind of, with uh, Giles and Jenny. Oh, that's right, we got Jenny. I take that back. Yeah. Yep, Jenny's really important. Yeah. And was not so, in this episode at all. What the hell show? Yeah, so this episode we get to meet our new um, principal. We do get to meet our new principal. Um, But first we have another demon, um, demon voice over audition prep. Yeah. Is my first note. That we have a demon make, and people are stretching. So why? I just thought that it's in black and white weirdly. Yeah. For reasons that are never explained. I mean, we we find out later that the demon sees in black and white. But, like, yeah. why? There's no reason whatsoever. So we find out a wonderful... They're auditioning for a talent show at Sunnydale High. And we find out that um, Cordelia is an awful singer. Yeah, Cordelia's just singing. And I wrote Giles is shell-shocked. Yeah, um, so Giles got roped into producing and directing the talent show, which is hilarious and wonderful. It really is. And I love, love this it. for Giles. Giles being forced into the school is funny as fuck. Yes. Um, so, and then the Scooby gang comes up. And is relentlessly teasing Giles about having to um, produce the talent show. Buffy breaks the fourth wall here. Does she? Because she says, like, once in a generation, someone must come forward to judge the talent show. And I'm like, Buffy, do you know your own opening to the show? That's what Giles told her when they first met. Oh, so Giles no. just recites the opening to the yeah, show. Giles, yeah, Giles. I was really confused. Yeah. I was like, Buffy, why are you quoting your the theme opening, song? The opening to the show comes from what Giles said to her when they first met. And yeah. I'm pretty sure at one point, um, Anthony Stewart had did say the opening. Okay, that so, makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would totally also be down with Buffy just knowing her own lore. But... <laughs> I mean, that she makes kinda more sense. Does. Buffy does kind of overlord. There's not really like clarified rules over what is like official legend and what is not. Yeah, I mean that comes up a little later. Yeah, and also it comes up 
a little later about how the official legend is like fucked with because we meet other slayers yeah you've mentioned that before there's other slayers yeah and then everyone's like oh what the fuck but once a generation including the other like the first other slayer we meet like she's like but i'm the slayer wow and buffy's like no that's that's kind of my thing so, do we think this was planned, or do we think this was the writers going, oh shit, we wrote ourselves into a corner? <laughs> Retcon oh, it all. It was, so, I'm not sure if it was planned from the beginning, but there being multiple Slayers is, like, a huge thing later, like, in later seasons. Is and it I wouldn't, the I, multiverse? No. Sorry, I've been watching no. way too much Marvel it's, paraphernalia. <laughs> So, it's, like, a whole thing. Like, um, later, there's, like, another character. The, like, first, like, separate Slayer they meet is sort of, like, in a one- like, a one-off side character. Okay. But then there's another Slayer, um, Faith, who's, like, a main character for a long time. I was like, do they all stay in touch? And it's, like, when Giles calls up his buddies, Buffy's like, we need help, get the other Slayers. Well... Yeah, Faith is a complicated character, and we'll definitely... Isn't Faith the person who Willow dates? Or am I no. getting that wrong? Okay. That is Tara. Got it. Okay, I was confused. Um, so, Faith is the person that everyone ships with Buffy. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so... So we're gonna talk about them a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that, um... It's possible when they brought up um, Kendra, I think, is the first um, Slayer other than Buffy that we meet. Um, So I believe it's possible, knowing Joss Whedon and how, like, you know, for Firefly, he had, like, seven seasons planned out. They just didn't happen. I didn't know that, but I believe that, knowing how Josh processes media. Because he's done a lot. Yeah, so I believe it's possible, and there's a lot that happens in season seven with there being multiple Slayers. So I believe us meeting Kendra and having like the um, introduction of the possibility of multiple Slayers was kind of like planting a seed in the audience's mind. So like then when we were introduced to Faith and like other stuff happened, that we let it was like sort of like oh yeah this can happen do they are they all similar to buffy and they all have like buffy's powers like super strength and yeah the apparent ability to find vampires which buffy is not good at doing yet yeah <laughs> yes yeah does she get better at that ever um i don't remember i don't remember if it's a thing that's like ever mentioned Buffy's spider sense. Yeah, like, I don't remember (laughs) if it's a thing that's, like, mentioned beyond the first season. Okay. Like, yeah, I don't remember, like, I don't think it's ever really mentioned. Got it. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for us to get to season two. We're so close. We're getting there. We're so close. (laughs) I really want you to meet Spike. Yes. My my corner. Cat Spike corner. We're gonna make merch. Oh my god, I want... We need a square mug. (laughs) And it just says Spike in the corner. I mean, I'm just going to make sure that say KSC. Oh my gosh. I would just want to get to Spike so bad. Okay, anyway. But we have a different new character that we meet now. Yeah, who I hate with my entire being. Why? The new principal. Why do you hate Principal Snyder? Please tell. He's just... Um, cause he's like one of those characters that I'm sure like we see a little bit in this episode cause it's just the first episode, but he's just like needlessly put in to make the protagonist's life harder. You know, it's just like they're already dealing with demons and vampires and trying to be high schoolers at the same time. We don't need someone to be like, oh yeah, those weird MacGuffins that happen, you're not allowed to do those now. Yeah. Like Buffy, like, leaving school grounds and skipping school and shit. But that that's what makes him sort of a good principal. Like, he has no time for their shittery. Yeah. He clocks them immediately. He's like, you guys left school, like, twice last week. 
Yeah. Which is like good at you for doing your job. Principal Bob could learn a thing or two. R.I.P. But Bob. yeah, does but does R.I.P. Bob, but does get in the way of them going on their adventures. Um, there's other reasons not to like him that come up later. But... He does seem like they're really fucking in their business. Now, granted, yeah. I will go back. I do agree with him. They do seem like troublemakers because they are. <laughs> they are troublemakers. They I mean, very much do their own thing. But but they don't like beat people up or sell drugs. That is true. They do beat people up. That's a lie. But they're demons. Usually they don't beat non-monster people up. Yeah. So. I think he. Oh, he also mentions that like this school has some weird shit going on, doesn't he? Yeah. Which is like the first time another character has yeah. mentioned, by the way. This is a wild ride. Someone got eaten last month. Yeah, he goes, someone got eaten, and someone needs to keep an eye on troublemakers like you. So then he, um... Which is a nice jump that he assumes they are the people that got involved with the eating people. I which mean, they Xander are, was. That is true. Xander was. He was not involved with the eating, but he was involved with the group of people that ate. You know person. what? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we should be keeping a close eye on Xander. <laughs> Listen, Xander's been in some shit. Anyway, um, so... You can have a storyline that doesn't have to be dark about vampires, y'all. <laughs> um, which we have in this episode. We do have the puppet is kind of creepy. The puppet's but... a little bit creepy. Yeah, do you get why I'm... Why I find puppets creepy in this episode? This puppet is not your only indication of puppets <laughs> me and sophie have very few or we don't have very few disagreements <laughs> we have <laughs> um we love each other anyway uh, things are fine guys <laughs> um Kat and i have differing opinions on puppets and we'll get into it um <laughs> so he makes the scooby gang join the talent show um, and then there's a puppet, um, there's, like, a guy who's auditioning with a dummy. A ventriloquist? A van- Would be the term. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> yes, listen, not all of us took a puppet class. I don't think that's a puppetry thing, I think that's just what they're called. <laughs> um, so, and the puppet starts, like, talking in, like, a different voice than the ventriloquist was using, and, and I can't remember what this actual fucking name is. Sid. 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 Sid and Morgan. Morgan is the kid and Sid That's is right. the puppet. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously a demon, as we mentioned, you know, like ten years ago back in the beginning of the podcast. There's a demon. Um, and it gets there's was a ballerina, which was the first person we saw like doing the audition prep. And then we see like we don't, I don't think we do see it, but we know the ballerina was murdered and she got her heart cut out. Yes. And it happens in our favorite murder spot. The, the locker, locker room, room. Which again has no lights. Yup. During There's an after school activity. do a shot every time someone gets murdered in the locker room. It's always in the locker rooms. Always in the locker rooms. You'd think they'd stop using them or something. Well, where are they supposed to change? On stage? I don't know. <laughs> but Not... there's just so much. Like, they just need to rope off the entire place with crime tape every week. <laughs> um, so... Principal Snyder is having a bad first week. Yeah. Um, and they... Is this where we find out where they, like, obviously think it's, like, a demon or a vampire or, like, something? Because they're, like, it has to be, like, a thing like the Scooby gang and Giles are like, it has to be a supernatural thing, but then they find just like a kitchen knife. Yeah, because they're like, it's vampires, and they're like, but vampires don't use knives. And, and also, vampires also don't cut out people's hearts. That is true. That was yeah, the thing. It's very and they're specific. like, well, it's a demon, and they're like, well, there was just like a... But vampires are demons. There was just, well, listen, there was just like a knife, and, um, Demons usually just use, like, claws. Yes. Um, so then we're back at, and so they're all, like, trying to figure out what happened. And so now the Scooby gang is like, well, 
it was a person. Let's try to figure out who it was, because we're now crime invest regular crime investigators I, now. I remember something. So Willow like suggests that she could be the murderer at this point, and I love she that. She goes, anyone could be a murderer. I could be. I'm not. <laughs> I was like, Willow just planting seeds. <laughs> I love her. Um, I love it. I just remember Willow suggests she could kill someone, question mark. Yes. Um, Yay, Willow. So, and then they're doing some good old-fashioned detective work. I have a question before we get into this. Yes. So, obviously everything's happening because they're on the Hellmouth. How long yes. has the Hellmouth been in Sunnydale, and what was going on before Buffy was there? It was just, well, remember, like, Willow was finding all those newspaper articles about, like, earthquakes and everything? Like, the Hellmouse always So this has there. always just been going on. Yeah, just... And then Buffy just shows up to stop it then. Yeah. Are yeah, there like, multiple Hellmouths in the world? Do other Slayers I chill with think old, so. more Hellmouths? I don't know if, like, Slayers are always drawn to it, but I know... I believe it is mentioned that there are multiple Hellmouths. Okay. There's just a bunch of series happening simultaneously around the world. I mean, there's Angel <laughs> happening. Yes. Simultaneously. Angel is a special case. Um, no, I mean like Angel the series. Yeah, I know. I should text Steven and ask him if there are multiple Hellmouths. Um, but yeah, they go back and they do detective work. And every time they question someone, they're in the middle of doing their talent. Not every time. Xander and Cordelia are it's on, only Cordelia are, I wrote on the are on the soccer field, and Xander looks like he's getting a migraine, and I love it. Yeah, I, yeah, I wrote that. It's everyone except Cordelia. It's like in the middle of doing their talent because God forbid you stop and talk to the person. Right. Uh, and Buffy finds Morgan, the kid who had the dummy, yep. in the middle of the theater alone, like, with the theater having no lights on, and, like, the dummy's, like, sitting by himself, and Morgan is arguing with the dummy. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time we see something's up with this fucking dummy. Yeah. Um, and Sid is talking by himself about, like, the murder, and it, like, definitely sounds like Morgan did it. He also starts getting his headaches, I think, at this point. Yes. Morgan has headaches. Yes. Which is... A thing. A thing we'll find out weirdly later, but... Yeah. <laughs> we um, assume at this point it's demon-caused. Yes. Um, and I just wrote Buffy gets attacked by Sid. Is this in the theater? Oh, this is, I skipped over a lot. I did not take good notes during this episode, which was bad. Can, I did not realize that we would wait like two That's weeks okay. before recording the I episode. I remember I wrote, so Morgan's had his headaches. He keeps talking to the dummy, which is a start we figure out. And at this point he almost tells Buffy like what's going on. And then he doesn't because I guess. Sid stops him at one point. But I was like, yeah. why is Morgan's like ready to give up what's going on almost yeah. immediately? Oh, I think Sid was trying to convince Morgan to kill Buffy. I think that was when this that happened. Because I know that happens at one point, and I think that was here. Yeah, I have that close to this. I have before that, Giles says the show must go on. The show must go because, on. Because, you know, when murders happen, that doesn't stop the show from happening. It know. must go on. Do you Come think... on, Principal Snyder. And then, is that when Buffy's at home and she, Sid, like, goes into her house and attacks her in bed? I think so. Yeah, so... because yeah. the puppet tells we're gonna go after Buffy. So, Sid, the puppet, goes after Buff Buffy and attacks her in bed. So she, like, fights him off. Kind of. She just sort of, like, flings him off, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because she's, like, asleep and he goes after her. Yeah. I wrote Joyce is back. Yeah, Joyce is back. Joyce is back. And Joyce her. comes into the room and, like, has a, actually has a good moment where she, like, comforts her kid after what she thinks is a nightmare. Like, Buffy says something's in her room and, like, obviously her, like, mom thinks it's a nightmare and Buffy's, like, yeah, I guess it is a nightmare, which, you know, reasonable. And then Buffy just goes back to bed. Which, I mean, is fair. Like, 
she's afraid of puppets. Like, she has all this shit going on. It could have been a it nightmare. It could have been a nightmare. Like, it's fair. But Joyce has, like, a really good moment of, like, comforting her daughter. So, wait, did... Sid the puppet tell Morgan to go after Buffy, or because yes. this is Sid going after Buffy. Yeah, not, Morgan's Sid, not involved yeah. at all. Sid went at, told Morgan to go after Buffy, and Morgan said no. Oh, so Sid went to go do so it himself. Morgan's grown a backbone. Yeah, good for Morgan. Yeah. Yep. Then we go back to the theater with the talent show. Yeah. Are we doing auditions still? Are they practicing? Why is this a scene we keep coming back to? I think they're rehearsing. They're still rehearsing. Do you rehearse at a talent show? I thought you just showed up and did your talent. I well, you I've rehearsed for talent shows. Like you need to rehearse your. Don't think I've done a talent show. I've done several. Nice. Um, What was your talent? Please. I don't want to say because I sang an embarrassingly patriotic song. Puppetry, I know. It was singing most of the time, and then it was gymnastics once. Nice. And they got, the one time I did gymnastics, they got it wrong and said I was singing when they announced it. Nice. And I literally had to come on and be like, nope, I'm not. Nope. (laughs) So Buffy tells the gang about, like, Sid being in her room, and they also tell her it's a dream. Xander says maybe it was a cat. Oh, yeah, because she said something came in through her window, and Xander's like, maybe it was a cat. And I'm like, Xander, are you telling me that Buffy got a cat in her room and then attacked Buffy? Yeah. That almost seems as not plausible. That's not how grammar works. That almost seems as unbelievable almost as the puppet. Yeah. You know Um, when you just have cats coming into your room through windows? Oh, and at some point... Actually, you might, because you live with two cats, but... Well, they never come in through my window. They don't come in through they, the window. Because they stay in my apartment. That is true. Um, but, so at some point, um, Giles found something in a book about demons getting trapped in inanimate objects and needing, like, human body parts to be made flesh. Or, I thought no, they, no, they no, were that's humans. later. They were humans. Yeah. They have, like, they figure out, I don't know. I just wrote, they suspect demons are, there's demons. One, they're called the Seven Demon Brotherhood or something, so it's yeah. time for another info dump on very important demons for Giles. Yes. Um, they're humans that they need a heart and brain every somewhat years if in I order to be humans. Brain. And I was just like, why the fuck do these demons want to be human question mark. so they can go on earth and like pass as human and kill people you could kill people as a demon too can't exactly walk around looking like a demon like a giant i guess yeah who's gonna stop you buffy i mean yeah no one else is no one else is stopping actually uh, we do we learned there are other people fighting demons besides buffy in this episode which is kind of amazing yeah um, but that's a big reveal for later so sid um Oh, yeah, so they suspect that Morgan's the demon. Yeah, they think Morgan's it, and because they know a heart was taken, so that's why they think it's these people. Um, and then we're in class, and um, Morgan has Sid, and Sid is still making comments and everything while the teacher is trying to teach. The teacher, like, weirdly allows this. This would have been one of those put your thing away at the beginning of class. um, But Sid starts mouthing off to the teacher. Yeah. And so um, the teacher takes it away. Hero teacher, I wrote. So now we have hero bus driver and hero teacher. Um, So the... And so, like, the teacher, like, takes it away. And um, then when... Um, Morgan goes to get it back at the end of the day. The teacher, like, tries to have a talk with him and, like, is like, hey, you haven't been yourself lately. What's going on? And, um, then he's like, no, I'm fine. Can I just have my puppet back? And he, um, and then the puppet's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. But then we're in the library and we find out what actually happened to the puppet. Yeah, Xander just takes it. Xander stole it. 
Which now makes me question, what the fuck? When did this happen? Because he would have had to go get it after class in full view of everyone. I mean, I think Van... I don't know. Maybe he did it at free period or something. I, I don't know. I feel like Morgan would have been really aware of that cupboard. Yeah. But Xander gets it. That's the important thing. Yeah, Xander has it and is teasing Buffy. Yep. Like the asshole 17-year-old boy that... Xander is, oh, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, most of his thing is that it's a fucking inanimate object. Yeah, he's he like, is kind of correct. Yeah, he's like, I'm not At, real. There's nothing to be afraid of puppets. Is this the um, part where we talk about my history with puppets? We can. Okay. Here's why Cat and I have differences with puppets. Because in my senior year at university, I got to take a puppetry class. And it was super fun. And our final for that class was to make a Muppet. And my Muppet is a little guy named TJ who wants to be in a boy band and thinks he's really edgy, but he's not. Anyway, this started a phase for me and it was just like kind of a hyper fixation. So I now have several puppets. Um, bringing this back to queer things, the person who did this with me, their name is Jasper. They now run a queer business. It's called Queerest Gear. Look it up. Okay. Go get LGBT apparel from them. I have a hat. It's great. Um, but yeah, so I have several puppets that started that hyperfixation in that class. I think it's a really cool performance technique because it's like creating a character, but you're not physically that character. It's a different way of... It's like voice acting. You I create a character in a new way. it takes a lot of talent. I still think puppets are a little creepy. That's fair. I they will say creepy. I do enjoy the Muppets. The puppets I do mainly think are creepy are the ones that are like the ones that are in this episode. That's true. This like puppet old is just time, fucking creepy. Like old timey dummies and like marionettes that are like in that random unnecessary scene in Polar Express. Did you I don't ever remember that? There's like there's a random creepy scene where they go into this part of the train that has a bunch of dejected toys, and they're all like evil marionette puppets that like Good. attack the main character. And I'm like, why the fuck is this in a movie for children? What do you feel about that scene in Chicago? They both reach for the gun where everyone's pretending to be marionettes. I think it's really fucking weird. I love that song. I think it's I a love really that song. Fun song. I... I think it's like I think it takes that song took a lot of talent, honestly. Hats off to everyone know? in that number. It's yes. done really well. It's shot well. It's yes. performed amazingly. Chica hot take for a theater person: don't like Chicago that much. It's fair. I watched the movie once. It's just not something that resonated with me. That's fair. But speaking of theater, look at this segue. Buffy's in the theater. Woo! We Look did it! Look at that! Look at oh, that! We did it. Um, and there's like demon pictures on the wall. In the theater? Yeah. Is there? I feel like I don't. It pans like a creepy image of like some grotesque gargoyle, and I was like, "What the fuck is in this theater?" I don't know. Is this where Principal Snyder also shows up, or not? I forget. Is it? Um, finds Morgan. Oh, um. Do, 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 um, oh, we missed the section where Willow finds the answer, where Willow solved the mystery. I have Willow cracks the case later. Oh, is, is that, that later? I must have missed a shit ton of stuff then. I think it's just Buffy's poking around the theater and I think that's when Principal Snyder shows up because I wrote, what the fuck is Principal Snyder doing for his job? You should not just be poking around the theater as a principal. <laughs> There's, yeah. like, other shit you could be attending to. I don't know. And then I have Willow Crack's the case. Okay. I forget. What is Willow Crack in this moment? She finds... So, her and Giles go into, like, the demon section of the library. You know, the Giles and the Scooby Gang section of the library. Yeah, their secret and, mystical place. And they find a book that has a sections on toys and magic. Yeah, and they're and, like, it's a possessed toy. Yeah, and so they have, like, 
where like demons get cursed to be inanimate objects and then they need like human like these human body parts to like stay human yes um or like to become human again um human again human again i was in that show i've worked on that show I had to wear an entire fucking flower vase on my head and run across the stage. It was nice. not a fun time. Did they tie it to your head? How did that work out? Yeah, I had, it was like a party, nice. party hat strap. Like a bonnet? Yeah. No, that not sounds, even. That sounds not, more secure. It was like, yeah, it was like legit just a piece of elastic. Nice. It took a lot of balance. It was like an entire wow. flower vase. And then your... I talent i know this is what you can do for your talent shows just run across the stage run across the... the stage and that was also my quick change because i was in a mermaid style dress and i had to wear my villager costume under a mermaid Damn. style wedding dress that's impressive and then change in it was it was a whole thing oh my why god did you, why did you have a wedding dress on because that was just the it was just a white dress like, oh, okay. just for like you know being the flower vase i was Got a it. white flower vase you were engaged before you were enchanted sure or i was a white flower vase <laughs> and it was I'm just a white trying dress. to adapt to your character yeah that would actually be really cool if like yeah all the costume set stories what were we talking about um <laughs> human again oh um, demons and shit um so willow <laughs> A book on toys and magic. And um, so they realize that Sid is possessed. Um, they notice that toys with human figures can steal organs to try to become... Oh, it wasn't even... It wasn't even demons. It was just toys with human figures just... Oh, that's right, yeah. Just develop sentience. Basically and... just saying puppets are creepy. And mannequins. It was mannequins yeah. as well. Mannequins and statues, I think, as well. Toys with human figures can steal organs to try and become human. And so they assign um, Xander to watch Sid while they go to find Morgan. And Morgan is dead. Um... Oh, no. This is a great red herring in myself. I'm going to spoil yes. the secret now. But, like, yeah. this was a great, like, throw the audience off midway yeah. through the Because this is about the time of the episode where they actually figure out what's going on. Well, because they realize, so, they realize the demon already has a heart. And, like, Morgan was, like, one of the smartest kids in school besides Willow. Go Willow. Um, Go Willow. So, like, so then he was using Morgan to get a brain. Yeah. You know, so they find Morgan dead Oh, yeah, because um, when, when, fuck, what's his name? Xander, wow. What a brain fart. <laughs> All right, we got this. Anyway, so yeah. when Xander goes to watch Sid, We're almost Sid, done. Sid escapes. We're not almost done. We're yeah, like, we are. Are we? According to my notes, yeah. We are, we're on the last page of my notes. Oh, fuck. You were almost done. Okay. Yeah. Sid escapes. That's the important part. Yeah. And goes, and then we find Morgan dead. Yeah. And then I wrote Phantoming Buffy, and I don't even know what the fuck that means. Oh, they um, dropped the chandelier. That's it, The right. chandelier almost drops on Buffy. Yes, they almost tried to kill Buffy by dropping chandelier. That's yeah. what Phantoming is. I yeah. think we should make it a thing. Yeah. Dropping a chandelier is now called Phantoming. Yes. Uh, it's in Phantom the Afra for all you uneducated swine in the audience. We I was about to say, like, if you don't know, I don't want you listening to this podcast. I'm we, kidding. I want I you mean, also to listen to We love all our listeners. We love all of our listeners. Just go watch Family Opera. The 2000, I don't know, the one with Emmy Razum in it. Sure. I don't really have a favorite version. I don't even, I don't even think Phantom I, is all that, honestly. It really isn't, but I definitely think it's worth seeing at least once. That's fair. You might as well know at least what it is. Right. Like, it's I think big it's... big enough in the world that you might I, as well know what Phantom is. I think it's worth watching to, like, know the show. Like, at least know it. At least a little bit. If you're interested Spoilers in theater shit at all. Your balls. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the chandelier doesn't live, guys. Which is 
kind of almost revealed in the first fucking scene. Yeah. So it's not even really spoilers. The official episode title for this episode is Spoiler, The Chandelier Dies. Spoiler, The Chandelier Dies. Um, so then for some reason they're doing research and they find out that, oh, the demon left Morgan's brain. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Does it like fall on Buffy? Yes. Yeah, Buffy gets brain on her. Yeah. (laughs) Which is pretty gross. That is gross. Um, and they, for some reason, I don't remember what leads them to do this research, but they find out that Morgan had brain cancer, and that's why they he was getting the headaches. Yeah, which is just like really strange. Like this, this is addressed once in a scene, and it. And it it's like a puzzle piece they jammed in there and it doesn't quite fit. He was, like, rubbing his head the entire episode. No, that's fine, but, like, yeah. the reason that it being brain... Like, why is this part of the plot? Because there was a reason he couldn't use his brain and we had to have the scene that's about to happen. I guess. Because that was a fun time. Because I really liked that scene. I just thought it was a fun time. And so that's we're... Fair. So they're like, oh, he needs another... He needs another really smart person. He needs a brain. And so, obviously, they think it's going to be Willow. And then they notice, realize that Giles is alone with who the student who they now know is the demon. And they're like, oh, it's okay. Giles will figure it out. He's really smart. Oh, shit. You, like, skipped over the whole who Sid actually is. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. You do that. Okay, so before we get to the climactic finale, we find out that Sid is not a possessed toy, as we previously thought. Yeah. Sid's a demon hunter. Yeah. Now, this is the first time we've heard of this. We know that Buffy's the Slayer, but now there's demon hunters, too. Yes. Are there other supernatural people that hunt supernatural things? I think so. I think so. I don't want to say for sure. Okay, I was like, there's just a whole underground of people doing all this. I mean, But Buffy's got help for the first time ever, I think. Yeah. In the series. Um, But he was cursed to live as a dummy. He's been trying to hunt down these demons. He has killed six of them. So, it's really fucking convenient that there were seven, but it's okay. Sid got six of them. They, yeah, they found out that it was, like, the Seven, like, the Brotherhood of the Seven that Giles thought yeah. it was from the beginning. Yep, so the demons that are looking for hearts and brains. Yeah. Um, and then Sid got cursed or whatever to live as a dummy, and he cannot die. So, like, he's from, like, the 1920s? 20s. Yeah. 20s. Yeah. Yeah. He also knows there's other Slayers. He knows Buffy is, like, Buffy tells him he's Slayer, and he recognizes that term. Yes, well, so he was trying, so, and the reason he was trying to kill Buffy earlier in the episode is because he thought she was the demon because yes. of her super strength and all that. And Buffy's like, nah, fam, I'm the Slayer. And he's like, oh, shit, for real? He's like, you're the Slayer? <laughs> I knew because... a Slayer way back when. Yeah, and apparently he, like, slept with the Slayer and they hunted demons together. So Sid's been around for a while, and that's the important thing. Sid's been around and he's trying to hunt. So now they're all on the same team. And as soon as all seven of the demons are dead, then Sid is, like, freed from his curse. Yeah, and then the show gets weirdly, like, serious. It's like, I can't wait for death. Like, Sid's, like, like, ready for this. And he's like, no, you don't have to. And he's like, no, I accept it. I was like, this is getting weirdly, like, serious in the show. Yeah. Buffy does that sometimes. It also got weirdly we serious that. when we mentioned brain cancer once and then it was never addressed again. Yeah. I mean, Buffy does that. We know True. this by now. So, back to the part I skipped to. We, Sid's like, they're doing the power circle. I just wrote, Sid the dummy knows theater traditions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, they try to, they know the demon was someone in the talent show. And so, he has, um... He has Giles have them do the power circle, which is like, you know, cast bonding to, you know, ramp up the energy before the show. Giles has no idea what the fuck he's doing. Giles does not. I'm pretty sure Giles just goes like, do a good job. Yeah. All right. (laughs) And um, everyone's there. 
and then later they figure out this kid is the demon somehow. We watched this episode like two weeks ago. We and did. My, and my um, memory is not I wrote down guys. Mark. I'm assuming Mark is the demon. So we will now yeah. refer to the demon as Mark. Um, so they're in the stage and they realize the demon's going to try to steal Giles' brain. brain. Yeah. And he um, is trying Mark. It is Mark because he's the magical Mark, the magnificent Mark. He's the magician. Yes. That's his talent in the talent show. Has set up a guillotine. Because, you know, you know, those trick like show magicians just have guillotines. You know, just guillotines are allowed in schools. Yeah. And he has Giles. Giant sharp blades are fine. He has Giles lay down with his head positioned so it will cut off the top of his head. And Giles is not having a smart moment. He's just like, oh. Giles is like going along with this weirdly. And he's like nervous about it, but I'm like, Giles also not lay down with your head in the guillotine. Is like, not think about this. So Giles and Mark have been rehearsing, rehearsing this quote unquote. For so long, like, wouldn't Giles have seen this coming? This seems like a totally new thing. Giles is like, oh, yeah, I'll be your assistant. Yeah, yeah. Right before Talisher starts, yeah, let's add a new act. Yeah, well, Giles was not the assistant anymore. He said, wouldn't you be doing this with your assistant? He's like, oh, my assistant dropped out. Oh, so I... Something like that. And then Giles just agrees to do it weirdly. Yeah, it's a weird moment. Not a smart moment for Giles. But then they come out and have, like, a really cool fight scene where Willow, like, they come in, like, at the very last minute and Willow, like, holds the rope so the nut blade doesn't fall down on Giles' head. And, um... And then... I don't remember what Xander and Buffy do. I wrote yay Xander, so Xander must have done something. Xander well, did something! But I don't remember what. Xan- Xander just, really has this trend of, like, being badass in the last climactic scene. I think he might have got, like, Giles off the guillotine or something. I don't know. Don't they have I to, like, just... cut him out or something? Like, so they, oh, yeah! Like, tied down. Yeah, they had to, like, cut him out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I also don't remember what Buffy did. I just remember Willow holding the rope. I re- okay, so I wrote down Mark and Buffy fight, and then I wrote Crick change, because I feel like they shove Mark into, like, a box. Like a they magician's did. box. They and shoved then... him into a box, and he... So he's, like, turning into a demon, because yeah. that... He's turning into his demon form, because he didn't get the brain, and he... Or... So Mark was cutting this really fucking close, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> he needed that brain now, but yeah, he quick chains into his demon form. And yeah. And Sid comes and joins the fray. Yeah, Sid... As a puppet. <laughs> yeah, and Sid, um, stabs... Stabs him, and his soul is, um... Like, his soul is let go. And then he dies, and Buffy Well, yeah, because they, they get the demon into the guillotine and decapitate him, right? Yes. And then he's like, no, you gotta get the, the heart, heart or whatever. So he just steps as everyone yeah. just looks on at them. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and then the curtain opens, and the audience is full. Yep. And they're like, what is this? Av- avant-garde? And then Principal Snyder's like, yeah. I don't get it, which and nice then, principal And Snyder. then we get an after credit scene of the Scooby gang performing Oedipus, like really robotically, and it's yeah. great. Well, because earlier in the episode they said we have to do a scene, it's the least yeah. embarrassing thing we could do. Yeah, and then we have three really good actors pretending to be bad actors, and it's great. Honestly, when good actors pretend to be bad actors, it's, it's fantastic. So, why... This is going to be me being a little theater bitch. Why did the curtain open? Like, while they were rehearsing? That was a weird choice. Shouldn't Giles be the one one. to call the curtain? Like, Giles should have, like, if we give, like, you know, talent show and theater, usually the director makes, like, a little speech. Then the director goes backstage. Then the stage manager calls, like, Two minutes to curtain. Go, thank you, too. And usually there isn't anything on... I mean, there's stuff on stage. But usually there are not performers... Someone should have done a stage check at the very least to see what the fuck was happening. 
That yeah. That made noise. There was like a fight going on. Yeah. Like How there did should no have been... one go and check what was happening? There, there's a lot of theater etiquette being dropped in in this episode. I am upset with how unrealistic this show about vampires and demons was being, Kat. About theater. About theater. Just about theater. Not about <laughs> anything else. I do get a little bitchy when theater stuff is done wrong, no matter what the show is. That's true. Like, I mean, it does bother me, I'm not gonna lie. It's fine. I have a friend who teaches as a string player, and she goes absolutely insane anytime someone plays an instrument on TV, because usually it's terribly wrong. I, um, so our queer tracker thing, our one that we dropped was, so, um, little note about me, I do RP, I write with strangers on the internet. We RP, and we have different, It's not as weird as it sounds. It might be as weird as it sounds. Writing isn't, like, I don't know why everyone assumes whenever someone writes on the internet, it's smut. Like, people... I didn't say it was smut. Okay, well, when you say it's not as weird as it sounds... You started off with, I write with strangers on the internet. Well, I do. There, um, but anyway, so, I, People um, usually write with people they know. I mean, I do know her. She's been one of my closest friends for, like, six years. There we go. So... So it's not a stranger. Yeah, no. It's not a stranger. But we have, like, actors who we like to put as our characters. And we did, um, recently started a Sarah Michelle Gellar and Allison Hannigan couple. So I was trolling the Buffy X Willow tag, and I started seeing it a little bit even though I never did ship them before. And then there was that moment in this episode where, like, the Sid was, like, harassing Willow, and Buffy was like, excuse me. And I'm like... Yeah, Buffy's showing up for Willow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the one thing on our queer tracker for this episode. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's really not a lot else. Not, yeah. Sometimes this portion of the podcast kind of falls dead um i think it will it's because this episode didn't really have a lot of connection between our main characters it's because they it's when they do the episodes that are like something new and they do the entire plot line they don't really focus on the main characters yeah like not a lot of development happened i mean lots of world building happened we learned there's demon hunters and other people besides buffy doing stuff but we didn't really learn anything about buffy yeah or willow or xander giles yeah, we have a lot, and I definitely think it's a worthwhile segment to, like, you know, and we'll get a lot more of it, like, when we get more into, like, their relationships yeah. and everything. Um, but, oh my gosh. So, do you have any predictions? Not that this wasn't a main <laughs> plot episode, but... I would love to keep seeing more of the world building where... We, like, see more people fighting demons. And I kind of want Buffy to be a little bit of a celebrity, because I think it would be really fucking funny. I will say, I, the Slayer is definitely a huge thing. Yeah. In the supernatural Can, like, world. the Slayer be, like, the boy who lived, like, in Harry Potter, where everyone fucking kind knows of... Harry, and Harry's just like, what the fuck is happening at all times? I mean, listen, when we meet Spike... Does Spike know who the Slayer is? Yup. Good. That's how, it's funny, that's how their, com- that's how their relationship starts, is him doing everything he can to make her life miserable before he kills her. Why wouldn't he just kill her? That was what he wanted to do first, but then she was like, But then the master was like, no, you have a well, connection. No. 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 The, We'll talk about the master later after the season one finale. There was finale. no master in this no. episode, which is sad, but shout out to the master for being kind of funny at this point. Um, so, yeah. We'll see this later, but at first Spike just wants to kill her, but then he can't. First I'll kill her, then I'll save her, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that is once he's actually in love with her. <laughs> um, that's in season six. So that doesn't have, that, that's a golden line. That is a golden line, and it's one of my favorites. Yep. <laughs> first I'll save, it's first I'll save her, then I'll kill her, or first I'll kill her, then I'll save her. Something like that. 
That those are the lines. This would also have been a great episode for it to be a musical episode because there was a theater. Yeah. No, the musical episode just kind of happens. I was gonna say, is there any like justification given for it being a musical yes. episode? Yes. Yeah. They spend the entire episode trying to figure out why everyone's singing. Because okay. it's not just like a regular musical where it's like not a dress that they're singing. Like everyone is uncontrollably singing. Oh, so it's like some demon thing. Yes. Which is... Yes. Yeah. I mean, Scrubs didn't do demons because there's no demons in Scrubs. Yeah. But Scrubs at least gave justification Scrubs did demons, yep. for why everyone was singing all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. I also love the Scrubs musical episode. It's so good. It's so good. Also, so good. Dr. Perry Cox doing like the HOS Pinafore. I love it. It's so fucking good. This episode is going to be a lot shorter than usual. It is going to be a lot shorter. There's not like a lot. That's why I'm rambling a lot. Actually, I feel like this episode got. This episode did a lot more of. What am I trying to say? Okay. Most one-off episodes, the plot's very simple. This one had a few twists and turns. Put it yeah, there. this one, yeah. This one did do a lot more than our normal one-offs did. Like, the Praying Mantis, they figured that out in, like, Act 1, almost. That was a yeah. Praying Mantis, and then... They just they kind of dealt with it. freaking out. Um, but yeah, I feel like this episode kind of did that well. Though, yeah. we are also still needing to find vampire... There's... There's, like, less vampire episodes in this season than there are non-vampire episodes. It seems that's like that. I don't accurate. know if that's... Right. It's... I think that's accurate. I feel like they wrote I, one vampire story I, and then realized, oh, shit, we have to spread it across an I, entire season. I think last time we checked, we were even. And then since then, we've had two non-vampire episodes. Yeah. Okay. So... We have run out of things to talk about, so we're going to do plugs. Um, Great. <laughs> exciting podcast. We're at Wait You've Never Pod um, on Instagram. Wait You've Never Watched, or Wait You've Never Pod on Twitter. And we do not have a Facebook. That's it. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts at um, Wait You've Never Watched.podbean.com. And you can now listen to us on Spotify as well. Ooh. Please rate and review. You can rate us five stars. And, you know, if you want to leave us a bad review, you can um, write a letter and send it to your local congressman. All right. Yep, that's how that Thanks. works. <laughs> Thank you. Are you tweeting right now? Because I have not tweeted at all. I've tweeted like three times. Great. Um, I'm afraid of Twitter. Um, all right. So Big thanks to Celeste for watching this episode with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, they didn't record with us, but that's okay. We love them anyway. Yup. Thanks for um, putting up with our shit as we watch episodes. Always, all the time. And a big thank you for you, listener, for being part of this. This is made possible by, I was about to say viewers like you, but you don't for view this viewers shit. Viewers like you. Um, I was going to say pledge start week is next week. We don't have a pledge start. All right. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.